Dustin and Tanya's mantra was do everything together and do it hard, go all in. And that's the way they were since the, their marriage began. But somewhere in the middle of their marriage, after some challenges and ups and downs, they almost did stuff not together. But they got back on track, they refocused, and they went all in and hard again. But now they've added Christ to the mix. They, they know that they're better together, but now they know for sure that they're better together in Christ. Today, we're going to do a background check on Dustin and Tanya Johnson. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J. Dan Gum. And as always, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. We got some exciting things going on at Forgiven Felons. I've been looking at buildings for the past week. Uh, it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely I don't know what the word to describe it is. You know, sometimes I'll call and and I'll see a building that I want to go take a look at, and the person will ask me, you know, well, hey, what's uh What's, you know, what's the name of your company? And then of course, when I say nonprofit, they kind of shut down a little bit. And then when, uh, then when I tell them that, you know, we're going to be helping felons, they shut down even more sometimes to the point where they'll just like this other one the other day just was like, as soon as I said, we're going to be helping felons coming out of prison, get back on their feet and all that. They were like, well, I'll be honest with you. I've already got some, um, some contracts negotiating and I don't think it's going to work out. And so, because I got these going, well, he could have led with that, but he didn't, he waited till after, you know, I said who we're going to be serving. So, you know, and and not all of them are like that. Sometimes you you talk to somebody and, and they're excited about maybe possibly partnering with you and helping you, but then, you know, their building doesn't meet code for what you need to do. You know, it doesn't have a sprinkler system, fire suppression system, which we need for the welding part, but it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, you know, uh, but I believe that God is going to give us a building for the resource center and, uh, and everything that we want to do with it. Three or four different classes, workshops, uh, businesses that are helping people with jobs, financial literacy classes, educational classes, food, clothes, hygiene, all the stuff that everybody needs. One-stop shop. We may even have a weight room in there for some people to lift weights that can't afford, uh, maybe a gym membership. But anyway, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. It's been, um, it's been, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, last week's solo episode, but I hope you enjoyed Mike and Sheila's story last week. This week we have another love story. I can't wait to share this interview with you. But first of all, I want to say um, thank you to you, to those of you who've written in um, or emailed or text about the show. Thank you, Anthony from uh, Albany, New York. Thank you for your kind words. And, um, and I'm glad that you feel the way you do about the podcast, man. Keep going. Keep moving ahead. Yes, society does look at you um, at your demographic as as lepers. But you know what? You're not. 
Christ says different. So keep moving forward, man. Thanks for writing in and letting us know you love the show. Timothy from Pennsylvania. Thank you for uh, listening uh, to every episode you said, but you said, you, especially the one with, the, with my mom. So thank you uh, for enjoying that one as well. So, but thank you guys. Look, look, whether, whether you're in prison or out, if you love the show, write us a review on Apple. If you have that uh, option, if not, don't worry about it. Just share the, share the podcast with somebody who needs it. Anybody who's, uh, who just wants some encouragement and wants to listen to some good stories, uh, some good topics. So, um, anyway, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great week. This uh, this episode, if you're wondering, how come it didn't release right at noon? If you're one of those that, like, wait right at noon, you, I don't know. There may be one or two of you, but I don't know. Um, we had some sound issues with my dog, my puppy. He, um, We haven't found a quiet place for him yet uh, because whether he's in the backyard or his crate or wherever, uh, you can hear the barking from inside where I'm recording. So, so it's going to be a little late in case you were one of those that, you know, expect the noon release date. But... Either way, we got it. Uh, this story is amazing. We have Dustin and, and Tanya Johnson. I met Dustin, or I saw Dustin about a year ago at a mastermind in uh, in Dallas, Texas. And then I saw him again. I, I A lot of us at the mastermind started following each other on social media, so I, I knew about him. And then I see him at Warrior Night at Elevate Life Church in Frisco. Where, where some of our guys sometimes go to the men's, uh, the men's night out there. And the pastor just spoke into his life, prophesied over him, and Dustin got saved that night. And then he went and got high in the parking lot. <laughs> and then a week later, before he got baptized, he threw all of his drugs away. He's going to tell you all about it. He's a fitness guru. They're both fitness gurus. They used, they used to be a little overweight and out of shape in their party life. And, uh, but whatever they've done, they went all in for God. Tanya has a jewelry collection that she sells, and it's amazing. We're going to have all the links on the show page for you to, to visit that website. We're going to put all their social media links, but they're amazing. They, their story is incredible. They're an all-in, 100% go hard at anything they do couple, and they just found Christ last year. They just gave their hearts to Christ last year, and now they're going all-in all out 100% for him. And it's fun to watch. It's inspiring to watch. You know, it makes me, makes me think, man, am I, am I pursuing Christ enough? <laughs> you know, they've got a book out. Uh, they've got a book out. And then um, let's see what else. He's got a podcast, uh, same name, Strength for the, Strength Through Struggle. And uh, I just started reading the book. He gave it to me during the interview. And I just started reading it, so I'm excited. Um, but anyway, they are an incredible couple. But now that they're in Christ, they're even more incredible. So here is Dustin and Tanya's interview. And I know you're going to enjoy it. It's part of our love stories in February. And um, enjoy it. Dustin and Tanya Johnson, welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Thank you for having us both on. Um, as most people know by now, what Tanya and I do, we do it together. We, yeah. We've been through the struggle together. And we, we've been on the other side together. And so it's funny because when people invite us somewhere, it's together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you are available to do it together because uh, this is another episode in our February love stories. Ooh. And um, so we already aired one and then, and then you're going to be the second one. Then we'll have another one next week. 
And then we throw a little Black History Month in there as well uh, on some of the episodes. But this episode is about Dustin and Tanya. I haven't known y'all for very long, but it's coming up on a year in April where I've actually realized and knew who you were, Dustin. I think I actually saw you at the Million Dollar Mastermind, but we didn't meet. Sure. But that's when I knew who you were. And then after the month after that, when we all started following each other on Instagram, that's when I became familiar with Vikings and Vixens and what y'all do and all that. Yeah. And then knew that you were, you know, you had a better half. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so, but it wasn't until September of 2021 that I actually got to meet you face to face. Yeah. And that was at um, the Warrior Night at Elevate Life Church, for which y'all, that's where y'all go to church now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And great church. And so we, we take our guys there with Forgiven Felons. And so uh, you saw he, he had already done some stuff with me that night, Forgiven yeah. Felons, and we were just humbled that he gave us that donation. But then at the very end, um, you know, he, he called you out. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that the one I follow on Instagram? I'm like, I think it is. Yeah. And, uh, and man, tell us about that moment. Before you t- we'll get into what, I, what y'all do and how you met and your love story, but tell us about that moment because that's a pivotal moment in – your marriage, in yeah. your life, in your spiritual journey? Yeah, man. So I walked into Elevate Life Church. I was literally living in a school bus. Um, I didn't live in Texas, but I seen Warrior Night, and I had seen Pastor Keith speak before, and so I knew that it was something I wanted to be a part of, but I knew nobody. I, I didn't know. I, literally, I knew where the parking lot and the church was, and yeah. that was it. And I had one friend from Instagram that um, said, hey, I'm going. If you'd like to meet me in the lobby, you can sit with me. And I was like, sure deal. That's awesome. I literally met him right then and there, shook his hand. He said, cool, let's go sit down. We sat down. And and then from there, you know, we went through the whole warrior night thing. And, and it came to the end. And he, Pastor Keith, literally called me out in the middle of 400 men yeah. in a church that I'd never been to. Um, and I had never met him before. It wasn't like me and him knew each other. Um, and, and literally he just said, what is your name? And I said, Dustin. And he said, you know, you've never been here before. And I said, "Uh uh-uh. And he said, you know, Dustin, God has a message that he wants to tell you. And, and, and he's the one that has you traveling all over the country. He's the one that, you know, sees that you've given up everything in your life to be where you are today. And, and he knows what your dreams are on your heart and all these things. And it was very emotional. So, yeah. so the dude I met five minutes before that was like, he had his hand on my shoulder and I got the video today. Like we watch it, you know, probably once a week and, and Josh's arms around me and he's like, cause I'm shaking. I'm, I'm crying. Josh, uh, Litor. Litor. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm just standing there and pastor Keith saying all these things that make no sense to me. Yeah. You know, again, I know nobody, I'm like kind of like guarded and, and he's just like, God is with you and, and, and he's going to 10 X your dream and and just know that like he, he is part of all of this, whether you have it, you know, submitted to him or, or admitted to believing in him or any of that, like God is reaching out to you right now. And, and he is telling you, son, I am, I'm with you. And so Pastor Keith called me up to the front and and kind of prophesied over me and 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 spoken Latin and spoken English and I'm literally just standing up there with no clue what's happening and and just arms wide open because what he was saying was what I needed, man. I, I I had been running for 36 years on my own from motorcycle clubs and drugs and all of these things, and he was offering me a different way. 
something that I hadn't tried before. And yeah. honestly, when he offered me a different way, a different way was what I needed. And so that different way was like, I don't know if it's the right thing. I don't know if it's the wrong thing, but I'm tired of doing my thing. Yeah. And so if there's an option to roll with God or there's an option to do something different, like I'm going to take this. And from that moment, I decided that I had committed myself to God and I was saved right there on that stage. Mm. And from there, I have done everything in my life possible not to walk, not to crawl, not to skip, but to run towards God yeah. and everything that he has for me as fast as I can. And, 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 and I've, I've literally coined the phrase, I feel like I'm going a hundred miles an hour in slow motion. Cause I'm all <laughs> like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go. And God's like, yo, let's chill. Let's, let's pace, chill. Like, pace ourselves. Let's, let's, yeah, we, we got like, you're good, man. It's a marathon. I, yeah. You've messed up a lot of stuff and I got a lot of stuff to fix. So if you could just pump the brakes home, boy, we are going to get where we are headed together. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know how I love how God honors our, enthusiasm and our hunger and our desire, but he also lovingly shows us sometimes the things I got to fix or require you to be still a little bit, you know, yeah. all this running and, and that's great. And, and, and you're getting stuff from it. He's able to deposit it into your life. But sometimes at some point he's like, all right, I just need you to sit in this chair for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't get your hair cut unless you sit in that chair. Yeah. Right. And if you're wiggling and moving your head, he can't, he's got it. You got to be still. And yeah. so, I love, I just love hearing, you know, and even your social media, yeah. the things you did on social media changed a little bit after that. Oh yeah. Uh, I noticed that, Yeah, you know, of course and, I was there the night that that happened uh, that, with Pastor Keith and, you know, and, and, and I grew up in church. So, you know, that stuff wasn't seeing him say things to you that obviously were a shock to you that you thought that somebody would know those things about you and in your life and, and speak those things over you. Uh, I grew up around that, and so that wasn't it wasn't anything new to me. But the but the same thing, man. It's just like seeing seeing somebody else encounter God because somebody else. Because I mean, key pastors hear stuff all the time from from the Holy Spirit, and and I'm I'm a credentialed minister too. There's times where I feel like God's telling me to say things to people, and I'm guilty of not doing it. And I know I've had to go back to some of those people. That I've been able to reach and say, I'm sorry that I disobeyed God at this time in my life. And so it's always scary for a pastor or anybody that is, and you're going to, you're going to develop into that. You're, God's going to have you, you two speaking that way to other people in the future, you know, and even now, you sure. know, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And, and it's always scary to do that. Cause you know, like, man, what if I'm saying things that don't line up or if I'm saying things that sound weird or awkward or whatever, I don't want to like push them away. So to watch what happened that night was amazing. To watch, you know, your life change. You know, I haven't really got to know Tanya yet, but, the, you know, I could see the, the joy of the Lord in her smile. Mm -hmm. And so I know you're leading well and she's following well and, and y'all are going, for, uh, going forward headstrong 100%. So I love it. Yeah, man, it was, it was so crazy that literally seven, well, eight, eight days later, we got baptized together. Yeah. And from there, we did a 21-day Daniel fast. And I like when I say I'm all in with something, like yeah, I go all in. Okay, so Tanya, that night when he comes home, was there a different aura about him, or like 
Yeah, I mean, so we were living in the bus, and so he, you know, goes in to go to warrior night, and so me and our dog Journey are just chilling in the bus and hanging, and I, I expected, because I went to she night the night before, and so I expected, you know, it'd be like maybe a two-hour ordeal, and here it was, because I think you went started at seven, and it was like almost 10, and I was like, <laughs> What is going on in there? Yeah, we had two of our guys had to get back early because one of them was on ankle monitor. And so okay. he, he had to get back. Yeah. So I was just like, what is going on? I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to, he's in there. He's doing his thing. This is cool. And he came out and he was just soaked. And like, I could just see that there was this, this different look on his face. And I wasn't quite sure what was, you know, what had happened. And he was just like, I just had an incredible experience I've got to tell you about. Wow. And I was like, tell me. And I was just like mouth open, jaw dropped, like, wow. Like, I wish that I could have witnessed it, yeah. you know? And um, so it was really cool to get the video back. Um, we got it back a few weeks later and to actually watch it. And I, I just, I've never witnessed anything like that before. It was, it was incredible. And just to kind of see the changes in him since then, you know, um, from that moment, like just things started to just change and, you know, yeah. our thinking and then the way that we acted and, and, um, yeah, it was just, it was really an incredible experience. And like you said, a pivotal moment in our life for sure. So what are some things that have changed in your life? I know earlier we were talking, you said music, you know, changed music. So what are some other things that you do differently now that yeah. you had to change? Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like all I listen to is faith music now. Um, and, and like, I try to get as close to God as I can get all the time. Like it, I, I, I went to treatment for drugs in 2012. Um, uh, I literally just got sober again, uh, almost five months ago it, that day that we yeah. got baptized. I stopped doing drugs that day. Um, I, at the time I was smoking a lot of weed and, and I literally threw away like $800 worth of weed and and some some chocolate mushrooms and, and and some stuff like i threw away like a thousand dollars worth of drugs because it was like it was in my bus and and i had this funny feeling and it was god that basically if i left from where i was with what i had i was going down yeah yeah, yeah. and so I, i've literally gotten sober since wow. i have stopped listening to any music other than faith music mm -hmm. um I, I have settings on our on our on our tv that's pg-13 nice. like i'm giggling yeah. because like that's no, good people will see like I, i'm covered in tattoos from head to toe you know neck down and and like I, like i said before motorcycle clubs and drugs and and women and all these things and now it's like i'm i'm the exact opposite of everything i've ever been and that was what god was offering me that day on the stage was amen a different way yeah. and i've been looking for everything to fill the void my entire life in in people in drugs and money and sex and work and whatever 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 and, I, and I've, I've tried with all of it and so when god gave me the opportunity to try his way yeah. it was all in for me gotcha all right real quick let's take a break and tell me what y'all do for a living. What do y'all do? So me and her have owned and ran a couple of different online nutrition and fitness companies. Um, the one currently is Vikings and Vixens. Um, but since we came to Frisco, I've actually teamed up with another guy and I'm working out of a gym with him. Um, it's called Mark Z Fitness. And that's where 90% of my focus is right now. Okay. I feel like our stuff is kind of on the back burner. I feel like... 
I'm I'm in the middle of a season change with God and, and figuring out what we're what we're doing and stuff. Yeah. And so teaming up with Mark has been very beneficial for us, obviously, to keep money coming in. And it's given me an opportunity to coach live right. and, and, and help people live. Yeah. Where I'm used to only doing, you know, online stuff. And and she's kind of broke off from from coaching and, and kind of did her own thing too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, since we moved here, uh, we do have an online fitness group that we're, you know, kind of running still, but I branched off in November and I started my own jewelry business. Um, so I make leather earrings and started incorporating different things like with feathers and whatnot. Um, so my focus has been on building my jewelry business because creating is something that I have always enjoyed and I always just kind of push that off. Yeah. And so I um, started to just get back into that creative space and I love it and it like fulfills me. And so creating is, is definitely my main focus right now. So why, why the style that you chose? So um, I, I started to just like, I wanted to make earrings. The first pair of earrings I made were peacock feather earrings. That was the theme at our, uh, our wedding. Pe- peacock? peacock feathers. Uh-uh. Oh. Yep. I had, that was my boutonniere was a peacock feather. This ain't, this isn't, this is not an accident. So this, this is crazy. She's going to flip out. Go ahead. The colors at our wedding were all the colors in a peacock feather, the teal, the brown, all that stuff. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Okay. So just a little backstory. Um, I went to a woman's experience back in October of 2021. Was it 21? 2020. 20. And so in this time I was trying to deal with, um, finding self-love from some trauma that I've, you know, endured in my past. And one of the things that we had to do was look at our identity. And um, our coach basically said, find, like, pick an animal, something that, you know, just maybe you want to resonate with and learn about it. And immediately the peacock came to my mind. And the peacock symbolic meaning is beauty and confidence. And so that really stuck with me. And so as I was, you know, starting to like, I want to get back into this creative space. And I thought, I'm going to make some peacock feather earrings. First earrings I ever made. I loved making earrings. It was something different than I ever had done. And um, in November, I was like, I want to, I want to kind of get back into that. And so um, I looked into leather, just, I saw some leather earrings. I thought, wow, that's interesting. And so, um, I started to just mess around with leather and I absolutely loved it the way you can just change it drastically yeah. and it's durable. And so I started to just get into leather earrings and now I've incorporated one of my, my best selling earrings is a peacock feather earring with leather tassels wow. and they are phenomenal. I'm not going to just do my own horn We need to get some pictures of those on the show page. Absolutely. And the cool thing is, is she literally had peacocks when she was a young girl. And so when I said, like, it goes all the way back. It does. Yeah, growing up, we had uh, two peacocks. I think it was two peacocks. And so, yeah, peacocks have just kind of been in my life um, forever, it seems like. And it's a very important symbolic meaning to me now and so yeah i've incorporated that into my jewelry business the peacock feather is part of my logo and so yeah that's beauty and confidence that's that's exactly what a peacock is especially when they spread their feathers out and show all their beauty they do that in such confidence it's Mm -hmm. it's incredible it's incredible all right so tell us a little bit about how you guys met okay when when did y'all meet um you know i mean what happened when you first met? I know uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your book, okay? Strength Through Struggle. Uh, you also have a podcast. You guys need to check that out. 
Uh, I'm looking at the book now. You can buy it on Amazon by Dustin Johnson. And uh, chapter four is about is about you, Tanya, right? Yeah. About meeting you. It's about me. And I saw, I just skimmed through it real quick. I just now got the book. Uh, he handed me a copy uh, that he's going to sign after this. Uh, and and I just opened a chapter four. And then, you know, it, it said love at first sight. So obviously there's a story there of how you guys met. So whoever wants to go first. So I'm at a bar. Um, putting money into the jukebox, trying to play some form of Kid Rock or Corn or something. Hey, I was a big Kid Rock fan. Something crazy, I'm sure. <laughs> it was it was May of 2008, and I got the strangest pole to turn around, like in the inside. And when I turned around, there was this long-legged, beautiful woman walking across the bar that that literally had something that I had never seen before. She had an orange glow around her. And immediately I knew that she was different than anything or anyone I'd ever met before in my life. And so I locked eyes on with her and she walked over to her friend, said about 10 words and she never took her eyes off of me. And I walked her all the way out the bar and she walked out and my buddy came over to me and I said, I don't care what you have to say. We need to be with whoever that lady was. And he said, cool, man. I just lined it up. We're going to go hang out with him right now. And I said, here we go. Wow. Yeah. And so we ended up over at her place. Um, there was some other dude that thought he was going to be her boyfriend. (laughs) I let him know very quickly that he didn't. Yeah. I let him know very quickly that that was not going to be the case. Wow. And since that day we have been together. Yeah. Literally like, uh, 30 days into it, we did the, I looked at her, we were sitting at the bar, and I said, I think I'm falling in love with you. And she straight up looked at me and said, I think I'm falling in love with you. Oh. Yeah. And so it, it's it, it sounds it sounds perfect. And yeah. it and it was perfect in the beginning. And it and it just So it, Tanya, did the the did he describe the that that first that he, first love at first sight moment? Did he describe it well? Let me hear your he, story, your side of it. Like no, he describes it very. That's why I usually let him tell that side because he describes it so perfectly. Were you looking for a husband I or a future not. dating I, anything that night? No, actually, I had given up on looking. I was like, you know what? I'm just. I'm not even going to look anymore. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to enjoy the single life. And literally that night, after I stopped looking, you had two guys fighting over you that there, night. There he was. <laughs> well, one actually, guy. One, one. One. There was there was one guy one fighting g- for. Her. <laughs> one man and one boy yes. fighting for you, right? Yes. Exactly. And the man won. The man, the man won. won. Yep. All right. So uh, you know, your life is is amazing right now. Okay. And it's God filled, yep. God infused, but it hasn't always been that way. Correct. No. So uh and, and from what I can understand, faith just got into y'all's life and marriage this past year. Yeah. Yep. So you know, strength through the struggle. I'm sure there are some marriage struggle, marital struggles in there. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about it. You know, um, Tanya, why don't you go ahead. Okay. Well, I think that um, you know, from the beginning of when we met, uh, there was some struggle right away um, because I had two months before I met Dustin, I was diagnosed with a disease called endometriosis and I had just had my first surgery where I was diagnosed and they said that there's a chance like at this time endometriosis wasn't really a very known thing but they said there's a chance that you might not be able to have kids and so that night that I met Dustin and we hung out and I was very open and transparent from the beginning and said hey there's this possibility and 
from the moment he met me, I had been struggling with excruciating pain from this uh, disease called endometriosis that um, I was having surgeries after surgery, and it kind of took a toll on our relationship because he would come home and sometimes he couldn't do anything for me. I would be balled up on the floor, curled up in a ball with so much pain, and he just had to watch me. Yeah. He couldn't, you know, hey, can I do what can I do for you? And just like nothing. You can you can't do anything for and me. And I've known I've known women that have had that and I know how painful it is. Mm-hmm. And the surgeries aren't that aren't aren't fun at all. No, no, that they're they're really not. Um and in 2012, um, after I'd had four surgeries for it, we had um, just kind of hit a breaking point. I was I was tired. I was over just feeling in pain, missing work. Um, I was on prescription pain pills, just trying to survive life. And we, I found a different doctor, and we had come to a decision that it was time for a hysterectomy. And um, so the doctor went in, and nothing was salvageable, basically. And so at that time, I was 26, and you were 27. And um, we had to make that decision to not be able to have our own kids. And what did that do to y'all together? What did it do to you? What did it, I know you had probably some emotions about it too. Yes. So uh, along the way, um, we got married in 2009. We we met in May of 2008, married in June of 2009. Um, and, And like she said, it was a few years of, surgery, 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 and nothing I could do. And it, it, it was taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played in a volleyball tournament and bent my elbow backwards. And I came home and she said, Oh, babe, I got these here, take these. And it was two prescription pills. And from that day forward, those were the second love of my life. I had never experienced anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And so I started zooming uh, on prescription pills. And I was working for the railroad traveling all across the country. And with a pocket full of pills and, and no mind of, of, of what was all happening. She was numbing. I was numbing and we was just getting by. Like we, we yeah. was just doing life and, and trying to figure things out. And along the way, um, we got introduced to some, some of the motorcycle club life and, and going a hundred miles an hour and, and being high and, and doing things and, and, and being crazy was in line with, what yeah. we were doing at the time, yeah. like life was crazy. So we were crazy. Yeah. And, and so with her on the back of the bike, like we, we were in it together. And that's what I mean. Like we, we literally have been through it all together. And so she remained on the back of the bike and, and, and we ventured into a lot of the, the club life type of stuff. And, and, and I actually ended up starting my own riding group that was borderline motorcycle club. Like it, we, we followed all the rules and we did all the things. Yeah. yeah. And so um, along the way, as she's struggling, my version of struggling was just pill after pill after pill. Now, at this point, was there any illegal drugs in the marriage, or was it just alcohol and prescription drugs? Yeah, yeah so I wasn't prescribed any of them, yeah. and, and, and and I had club brothers that were disabled by the either the veter- veterans or or through the state, and so I I had pockets full of pills. And and right along her, you know, she had her stuff to take care of her stuff, and. Mm-hmm it got out of control. So she had a hysterectomy in June of 2012. Yeah. On her anniversary. Mm. And in October of 2012, I actually checked into a treatment center in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was taking 6,000 milligrams of prescription pills a day. That's a lot. It went that fast. Wow. Yeah. When I checked in, uh, the first thing I had to do was talk to the psychiatrist and he said, tell me your story. And I spit out about what I just spit out to you. And he said, 
man, there's not a lot of people like you left. And you're, I, you're all in. Whatever you've done, everything you've said to us today, whether it's all in to God, you yep. go hard after God, yep. you went hard after her. Yeah. Everything you do, hard after the pills, yep. you're just, that's the way you, that's the way you are. 100%. So. And when he said, he said, there's not a lot of people like you left. And I said, well, good thing I'm not a, like a lot of people. And I used to take the credit for that. And literally yesterday when I said that, I said, the reason I'm still left is because God still has a plan for me. Yep. I used to be cocky like, well, that's because I ain't like everybody. Else. It turns out because God made me not like everybody yep. else because he's still trying to use me for something else. Yep. Thank God. He's got a plan that only your divine fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Have you read that book yet? Uh-huh. I'm Pastor in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Great yeah. one. Great yeah. One. All right. Well, um, so, so not really any illegal drugs. It, nope. Never got into that. Nope. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's awesome. From there. So what um, a rehab, what, 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 what's after rehab? I did 34 days in treatment and when did I got it. Out, yeah. It did. Yeah. I, I went, I went straight sober for three, four years. AA, NA, awesome. did all the things. Um, and, and, and for me, and I, I don't want to speak negative or, or anything, but like AA got to the point where it was, everybody was talking about what they used to do. And there was no like uplifting, I, my life's changed and everything's beautiful. And so it got to me where like, I got what I needed from the course. I got, you know, I did the steps, I, I, I did the thing. And it was time for me to find people that had moved on from yeah. being an addict or an alcoholic yeah. and, 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 and improve their life in other right, ways. Right. And so for like four years, we literally were head down, paying off debt, yeah. you know, because our life was a disaster at that yeah. point, you know, paying off debt, getting back because I was 260 pounds smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Uh, I saw I saw a picture. You've posted it a couple of times. Yeah. You literally look like a clown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sideshow Bob. You look, you look bad, man. Yeah, I mean, and what year was that? That was literally about two months before I checked okay. into treatment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and so, so I mean, our life was in shambles. Clean so, up well. Thank you. So for about four years, we literally just cleaned up. Yeah. Cleaned up from drugs. Cleaned up our relationship. How hard was that to do? Uh, because it all started that year uh, with the hysterectomy, mm. and then any kind of scars or emotional scars from that. And then the, the pills elevated during that time, rehab, everything. So, and then now you're the next four years, you're trying to get out of debt and you're trying to you try to strengthen. How do you strengthen your marriage? I mean, obviously you know now that you can find strength in God and, and personally develop your spiritual life. But what was, what, how are y'all other than just getting out of debt? How are you making your marriage better during those years? Honestly, I think it was just that we dove so far in together as a team to change our life around. So when he got out of treatment, my main focus was it didn't matter what we did next. The main focus was keeping a sober home. And so um, working on I quit drink. I didn't go to treatment, but I quit drinking. I wasn't doing any more pills. Um, and when he came home, he started going to AA and NA and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you. I think I have a drinking problem also. I want to go with you. And so I decided to change my life around as well wow. for the betterment of our marriage. And that was a starting step on how we could improve. There. So good. And then from there it was our health, you know? And so as a team, we worked as a team and was like, okay, let's start making some changes, working out, 
changing some of the ways that we eat, making healthier choices, not anything extravagant because right. we didn't know anything at that right. point and we were broke, you know, we were in debt. <laughs> so it was just like, what can we do right now to start making healthier choices for ourselves? Yeah. And so I think for us, what started to help with our marriage was just working as a team in what we did to get ourselves to the point where we are today. So good. That's so good. Yeah, man. So like I would take as much overtime as I could get, but it would be like, hey, babe, like I'm gonna work this weekend so that we can pay more debt off. And then we started with fitness because push-ups and sit-ups and squats and pull-ups were free and we couldn't afford to pay attention at the time. So we just started doing workouts in the garage, like run in place and do burpees and, and all this craziness. And, and, you know, a lot of people get hung up. It's like, oh, I need this gym membership or I need this. No, it's like, I literally start, if I didn't have tennis shoes, I could have got fit yeah. because that was all we could afford. So we, we just duked it out in the garage together. Do is that when your fitness journey? Yeah, really yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so, so like that's what I'm saying is, is we just dove in together and we started doing push-ups and we started going to AA and we started, you know, paying debt off and and, and along the way we were doing it all together. So our relationship was changed. We were going to meetings together and you're speaking on your thing. I'm speaking on my thing, and it's like we were together, man. And and it was it was really pretty rad. It's so good because you know a fitness journey for anybody is going to be a healthier journey if they're doing it with somebody, if they have somebody to spot them when they're, when they're lifting, if they have somebody to encourage them when they want to eat that bad food or they want to skip that workout, it's just always better. Yeah. You know, if you have somebody on that journey with you and for you guys, you were, you were each other's, you know, a uh, fitness partner. Yeah. And, and you literally, I mean, I love the name of your book. I love because you can't get strong, even in our physical body. We can't get strong without the struggle of lifting that weight. 100%. And so I've always told our guys coming out of prison, you have, a, and I learned this when I was in prison, you know, the struggle is either going to make you stronger or weaker. Yeah. And only you can decide that. Yeah. Which way you want to go. Do you want to get stronger in the struggle or do you want to get weaker? And depending on what you do, depending on who you hang out with, where you go, what you spend your money on, what you do in your spare time, um, you basically make that choice without even saying it. You, you you make the choice to get stronger or to get weaker through the struggle um, by the way you live your life. Yeah. And it sounds like even though you guys hadn't found God yet, it's it's no um, it's no surprise that you have found God and are running all in 100% together after him. Yeah because of the way you've done everything else. Right. God already knew, man, once I get this couple, yeah. Once I get this couple, I know because the way they already go all in without me, yeah. They're going to go all in with me. Yeah. And uh the kingdom of God is better with you guys in it. The devil hates y'all. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. He he's pissed off at y'all. Yeah. And uh and so I'm 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 glad you guys started that fitness journey because I enjoy uh I enjoy the fitness posts and all that. So, uh, what are some other, you know, okay. You said four years. Yeah. Okay. So that only takes us to 2016. So yeah. what's, what happened between 2016 and 2000, you know, 21. So the devil came knocking 27, excuse me, 2017. Um, she's pretty well broke down. The hormones are non-existent. Our sex life is less than non-existent. And I am on hormone replacement therapy as a male because my testosterone was equivalent to an 80 year old man. Wow. So I got on testosterone and that made me want to 
be together. Yeah. And, and she wasn't, <laughs> and she wasn't trying to be together, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and so we struggled a ton and we actually sat down and I said, look, I got needs and you can't fix them and you're not wanting to be a part of them. So we need to do something different. And so we literally came up with a plan. I was working out of town um, in, about two hours away, and we decided that I was going to be with another woman out of town. And then when I came home, we would be married. And so it, it literally went into play. I started talking with this gal. I would come home and tell her how it went down. Like there was no cheating. There was no lying. It was all orchestrated together. And along the way, uh, the third or fourth week, it was like, okay, it's serious. I'm going to go out with this gal, which meant, you know, something was going to happen. And I left that Monday morning for work, knowing that this week was going to be the week that I was with another woman. And what happened? Well, um, so yeah, that morning that he left, I had this pit in my stomach and, um, I went to work and I'm like teary eyed and just like, what in the heck am I doing? Cause you'd already talked about it at this point and you had agreed to the plan. Yeah. Cause I mean, he like, I now was it's at happening. That, yeah. And I was at that feeling like I'm, I, I cannot fix his needs right now. And so I'm doing a disservice as a wife. And so I, I was like, I don't want him to go through with it, but I, I don't really know how to move forward. So, and I thought if I didn't, I was going to lose my marriage. Right. And so little did I know that if I let him go through with it, I was going to lose There's my a chance marriage. of that too. Yeah. Because, um, the more I sat and thought about it, I was like, I, I cannot go through with letting him do that. I just, I know that if he does go through with it, that I will never forgive him and I will never forgive myself and our marriage will be ruined at that point. Cause I, I don't think I can get over that. Yeah. And so I messaged him, I texted him and I said like, I don't care if you're going to be mad at me. It doesn't matter. I just have to tell you, do not go through with it. Like you can be upset if you're going to be upset. Like, I don't care. Just do not go through with it. And little did I know that that was what he really needed from me was yeah. to stand up and fight for our marriage. Yeah. So it's finally that she stood up, man. And, and so when she sent that, it was like, oh man, she, she's here. Like she's going to fight because for a year it was like, there was nothing. She was dead. There was cause y'all cause, cause you know, we've already been talking about how y'all do stuff together. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're about to veer into not doing something together. Correct. Absolutely. And that was just going to be a total downfall, yeah. potential yeah, downfall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so and little, I was going to say little did I know like how much of an importance like hormones do you play you know, after having a hysterectomy yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I didn't have any hormone replacement at the time. And so I was just completely shut off right? and not even realizing. And that's an important part for the female. Absolutely. You have to have those because you, you already, even with full hormones, yeah. most of the time y'all don't want that part of the, the relationship as much as we do, mm -hmm. you know? And so if, if it's depleted and it's all gone, it's not there, then that makes it even, even, even harder for you, even though you want to, fulfill his desires. Yes. And, but you just, you don't even like recognize like what is wrong with me? Yeah. And it's like, well, there's, there's something that you need to address there. Yeah. So when she stood up and basically said, yo, I'm, I'm here, let's fight. We literally decided to sell everything that we owned and got down to six totes worth of stuff. And I mean like packing totes, six totes worth of stuff. Um, and I, again, I was traveling for the railroad all across the country and in the at the end of 2017, she decided to come with me, 
And all of 2018, we traveled all over the country together. Wow. And so our honeymoon story started all over in 2018. Mm -hmm. We had just about lost our marriage. And now we're running around, going hiking, checking things out, going on date nights. Wow. And just doing it up. And so all of 2018, we were in 25 different states. We traveled 30,000 miles. We stayed in like 70 different motels. Like it, it was wild, wow. dude. Wow. And, and, and it was all paid for because that was the job that I was working. Right, yeah. And so all of 2018, we did that. All of 2019, we were still living in motels in basically in Denver, Colorado. Yep. And we, along the way, decided that we had seen tiny homes and we had seen wild stuff. But we got into school buses and I literally, we decided, uh, uh, we went to a tiny home festival. We found a perfect size bus. We thought, you know what, let's see if we can do this. And again, God comes into our lives. And, and the next morning I get online and I said, I'm going to look for 15 minutes and that's it. Cause I can look for six months and, and come up with <laughs> yeah. the answer that I want. Yep. I said, I'm going to look for 15 minutes. I said, if it doesn't show up in 15 minutes, it's not meant to be. Four minutes later, I find a bus five minutes from a buddy of mine's house in Arizona. Long story short, God takes care of the entire situation. And we end up going down and getting this mini, mini school bus. And for the next nine months, all the rest of 2019 and half of 2020, her and I built out a school bus. I left the railroad on January 1st, 2020. We started doing nutrition and fitness online as a full-time gig. And we literally were traveling, building school buses and, and, and helping some other people with their buses and living out of a custom built school bus that I made. I'm sure you've seen it down in the parking lot. Um, but from there, we, we literally lived in a bus um, and, and, and was completely doing life together however we wanted to do it. Wow. Wow. What did you think about all that? traveling in the school bus and all that i loved it i so for the majority of our relationship dustin was always gone during the week um so we only saw each other on weekends and he always had these experiences whether they were good or bad from being on the road and i you know i was the small town girl i I graduated from a class of 33 people oh i got you beat i did 40 (laughs) oh perfect (laughs) (laughs) and so um you know, I, I was just like, man, I really just want to have experiences. I want to travel. I want to. And so when we did that, it was like fulfilling a dream of mine to yeah. travel and just go different places wow. and living in the bus. Like it, it's the luxury RV that we created and, you know, he built it with his own hands and that's a beautiful thing. He did such an amazing job. Um, and we just were just so like off grid and doing things whenever we wanted to. It was literally a dream come true. Wow. Okay. So, you know, you said that that night was, was it the night that, uh, at, uh, elevate with the men. Yeah. You had to, you had to throw some, some drugs away. Yeah. So, so no, it, the, it was the, it was the following, um, Saturday. I literally got high after I left. Okay. Elevate so, Life. so at some point, yeah. All that, some illegal drugs came into your marriage. Yes. So So how did that happen? So when I left the railroad, I didn't have piss tests anymore, and I started smoking marijuana. Okay. Yeah, and marijuana was the only, you can't call it illegal because we were living in Colorado. If you were in Colorado, it was legal. And so uh, marijuana came into my life. I always felt like I would rather do weed than anything else, like uh, aspirin, anything. Like I always felt like God gave us marijuana for a reason, right? 
but I took it to an extreme. You can of, abuse anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so God gave me marijuana for breathing and eating and, and doing in life. And so I, I got to a point where, you know, we always had two ounces of weed. And I always knew how much we could have as long as both of us were in the bus. We couldn't get, you know, felony charged. Right. Like, it was that. Dude, I had bear bags that didn't, like, scent packs. So that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And that's when you know, like... <laughs> I, I, when you say go all in, even yeah. with weed, like I would have every gram that we could have without getting a felony charge. Right. And, and that's just how we do it, man. And so yeah. we, we, we got involved and, and literally the night of elevate life, I got high in the parking lot and, um, the following Saturday night, I threw away a thousand bucks worth of drugs. And so what changed between, uh, the encounter where you immediately went to the parking lot, got high. What changed between there and Saturday when you threw everything away? The decision to get baptized and the decision to get baptized. I literally, what ran through my head was if God's willing to cleanse me from the inside out, I'll be willing to cleanse myself from these drugs and just see how it goes. There was no plan to stay sober. There was no plan. Like I just, I, I knew we were going to do the 21 day Daniel's fast. And I thought I'll fast for 21 days from drugs and alcohol. He'll, he'll cleanse me and I'll cleanse myself and we'll see how it goes from there. Now I'm five months over and have zero intentions of ever going, but like, congratulations, my mind is different and, yeah. and I've quit before, but it was like, Oh yeah, I, I went to rehab this time. It's like, no, I'm good, man. Honestly, when I read in the Bible about Kings and how it said, Everything else is for the drunkards and the sluggards to forget their misery. Yep. I knew that I was trying to forget my misery. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to be a king or I'm a king. I'm, I'm God's son. That is not for me. And moving forward, that is my definition of being a king is being sober minded so and facing everything that comes at me instead of running from from things and hiding things and doing all that. So that was legit. Like, that's the mindset yeah. switch. I didn't yeah. go to rehab this time. This that's time good. I understood how it works. Yeah, that's good. So. Uh, so what what is if you were to had to describe your your newfound life in God? Um, the difference between all those other years and since September, what's been the biggest difference? Because, I mean, you're still an all-in couple. You're still yeah. a doing it together, all-in together. What's the biggest difference now that you're doing it in Christ than before when you weren't doing it in Christ? Because you, you did some good things together before Christ. You did some great things. And God, God even sh was showing you favor, like you said, with the school bus and all this stuff. So some good things happened to you without Christ. So what's the main difference now with Christ that you see in your marriage, in yourself, in others, in your in your spouse? What do you see differently? For me, like I, I'm literally on. Uh, I'm I'm taking my I'm taking curse words out of my mouth. Okay. Because the word either speaks life or it speaks death. That's good. And I, and I'm very very deep into that right now. So I'm very very sensitive to word. Not yeah. only the word, but word in general. Yeah. And so, so even good. even my book is full of F words and S words and all these things. So and, and it's funny. She's laughing because like I'm the dude that could drop 20 expletives in one sentence and you would be like, man, he says cuss words good. And like and, and but but as my life continues to change and evolve, the more and more sensitive I come to life itself yeah. and how important it is to the things we listen to, the people. My mom and dad used to always tell me, be careful with the people you surround yourself with. You end up, bah, bah, bah. And now I'm like, 
just cuss words, the amount of people that use cuss words on it. I never even knew that that was a thing. But I've had people tell me, like, my husband wouldn't even let me listen to you online because of the amount of cuss words you say. And, and that makes me feel bad. So now I am on a mission and I feel what's different in my life is I want people to meet God through me without ever meeting God. So good. In everything that I do. That's good. And in our marriage, in our whatever if you interact with me, I want my car to be clean. I want like I want you to see God. If you never met him, I want you to see him so that you can understand how much your life can change as well. That's so good because that's an important part of our relationship with Christ is we are just a reflection mm. of him. And so for you to say it that way basically is just is what we're supposed to do. We're, we're the image of God, so we're supposed to reflect him to everybody. Yeah, and I've been a pretty piss poor mirror <laughs> up until today. Hey, you and me both. Man. Yeah, you no, and no, and, and, and obviously like because of the grace of God, because of his mercy and his love for me and all of the craziness that I've done, he's now sitting up there like, I knew this kid was going to come around eventually, <laughs> right? I always ask her like, you think God just laughs at us? Oh, absolutely. Dear Lord, I'm so sorry for all I, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I and, and, believe he does. Yeah, and, and you know that like he's, he's on our side, man, but but so many people have problems with religion or the church or something's happened or something's hurt them yeah. or you know some, something like I don't I don't want to be the person that like brings it negative but if you can look at me and watch me change because I have people literally say I am watching you change in front of our eyes if I can be that beacon if I can be vulnerable and put myself out there and be sensitive and literally tell you, like, I have debt, I have, you know, we argue. Like, If I tell you everything and then five years from now, like, she took a picture of the back of my neck the other day to show me what the tattoo was. And I literally giggled and said, I wouldn't even get that tattooed on my <laughs> neck now. But that's what I want. I want you to read that book yeah, today. Yeah. And I want five years from now to say, there's no way that that guy wrote that book because he's that different. Yeah. And that's my goal. That's so what's different in my life today is, so man, good. I used to want all the things and the blah, 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 blah. And today it's like, I want you to be able to read that book and not even recognize the person who you think wrote it. That's good. Yeah. I just touch on that book. Um, I was just telling him the other day, cause I just finally read the book and, um, I said, you're not even the same person as when you wrote that book back in November. Um, but what I was going to say in regards to your question was that I, I think for me, it's the fact of everything that I do now, every choice I make, I make sure that it's doing good or it's being generous, not being selfish. It's before, you know, the things that I used to do was only thinking of myself or thinking of um, how it was going to benefit me or affect me. And now it's, you know, how can I be a better person? How can, you know, the choices that I make, how is that going to be more influential for people? Yeah. Um, and just doing good and seeing, you know, like Dustin said, being godlike in everything that we do. So we're a mirror image for other people. And so I think that that's the biggest difference from my actions before as yeah. to what they are now. They went from, uh, they went from self-centered to other centered. So yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. So a lot of people listen to the podcast and some of those people are in prison and jails across the nation. Um, so without speaking directly to the ones that are incarcerated, let's, let's speak to the married couple that maybe live in that life y'all used to live, you know? 
I know a lot of people that are married that get split up by incarceration. And then the husband or the wife, whoever's incarcerated, finds God. And then now, now their marriage is one person serving God, the other person's not. And in prison, I saw a lot of divorces happen because of that. So, and even not in prison, I've seen couples that, just like y'all, one person gets saved, has an encounter with God, the other person doesn't like it, and they, they get a divorce. Yeah. So speak to couples, whether they're impacted by incarceration or not, that are that may be going through that, yeah. that may have one one spouse that has had an encounter with God and their spouse is not there yet. You know, yeah. speak to them, speak to them a little bit, give them some hope, give them some guidance, give them some wisdom and uh, you know, some encouragement because it's gotta be, I mean, you 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 guys we're all in together, no matter what. You had your moments where there was almost a split. You did something that you were going to do separate, but you came to. You, you you said no. You stood up and fought. You said yes. That's what I really, pretty much, is what you really wanted anyway. But you know, not everybody does that. Yeah. You know, so kind of both of you just speak to that married couple that may be struggling with that. I think what I would like to say is that whoever would be the one that you know is with God and, and the other one maybe is not, is to just not to force upon them what you are about and what you're doing with God, but just be a light for them and shine um, your beacon and just show through your actions what you're doing to be that example. And maybe along the way, they will start to see that and want to you know, hey, what is that that you're doing? Or maybe I want to go to church with you. Or maybe, you know, um, and maybe even instead of just, you know, of course not force things on them, but in a way kind of invite them into something that might be what you're doing or what you're about, um, but making it not be a forceful situation. So you're just kind of easing them in and giving them the choice, um, but just ultimately shining your light and being that example that maybe they'll kind of see that and want to kind of follow suit. That's good. Yeah, That's I love good. that. Um, I want to tell everybody our cheat code, and it's literally what you said. We do everything together, and that means she rode on the back of the bike. She, you know, she was she's my ride or die, and not everybody is like that. But tell, like, coming from a gang standpoint, coming from a motorcycle club standpoint, coming from a male standpoint, about I got brothers and we love each other and all these things, right? I don't see any of them right now, but my wife's sitting across from me. And so a lot of people have told me a lot of things about ride or die and I'm with you till the end and whatever, whatever. But the only person that ever swore her life to me was my wife. And when I stop and I think this woman gave me her promise, this woman said, I'm with you till death do us part. She's the only person that ever gave me that soul tie. She's the only person that ever swore that to me in front of God, whether I believed in God or not. And so that promise from her is more important than any brother that ever patted me on the back or told me that they had my back. And when I realized how important that relationship is, hear me, that no matter what, she's here, that we can get through this together. And we got to go at it together and when we realize that that's how important marriage is like marriage is a miracle and it takes all of what you have and all of what you have and all of god's help to make it happen but it really just takes with you starting to realize that 
this is your ride or die. Yeah. This person's here for the long haul. And when that connection happens, it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. Trust me, like you are talking to two people that have been through the ringer <laughs> and come out the other side. But when we made that decision, when, when I realized that my wife is with me, whether I'm running as a president or when I'm running as a peasant in God's kingdom, that changes everything. And no matter what, as long as the rest of my life, I do everything I can to serve her and do good in my life, be my best self, and God has his hands in everything, there is not one thing that can stop us. That's so true. That is good. Wow. Good, great answers. And uh, biblical, too, because, you know, um, one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, but a threefold cord is not easily broken. And before you added God to your marriage, you, you, were, you were a couple that could put 10,000 to flight. Yeah. By your own strength, by right. your own talents, by your own dedication to each other. Yeah. But then, and I mean, basically, when I, hear, when I hear your story, I hear, you know, a lot of people think marriage is 50-50. No, it's not. It's a hundred to hundred. Yeah. Both people have, to, if both people are given only 50%, it's not a complete marriage. Right. Both people have to be given a hundred percent. And when I hear your story, I, f I hear two people that have given a hundred percent to each other all the time. Yeah. You know, even in the most darkest struggle of your life, you were about to help him in a way that, you know, in the end wasn't the right way. But if it, if that's what it took to be all in with your husband, then that's what you were going to do. And y'all yeah. are just all in. Now you've had your hundred percent, your hundred percent. Now you've had God a hundred percent. Yeah. Y'all are going to kick some kingdom butt. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think what you, man, what hit me when you were saying that is you got to be willing. If you're not willing, if you're not willing to fight, if you're not willing to struggle, I, I guarantee you right now, she's shaking her head. If I, if I got arrested today and they gave me a 10 year stint and I know it's easy to say that because whatever, whatever she would wait. Yeah. She would be and there. There's a lot that doesn't correct. They and, don't, and I they don't, don't wait. I don't blame them, but that's where you have to be willing to understand that. And, and this is a big thing that I'm running through right now is I might die in 50 years, but I'm talking about eternity now. And yeah. so if she knows, yeah. and I know that 10 years, we got to give up to live the rest of our lives in eternity together. You better know I'll be there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's not ride or die. It's ride and lifetime. Yeah, for That's sure. Right. So who should who should buy uh, strength through struggle? Who should who needs to read this book? Let me let me just say this. It talks about abortion. It talks about depression. It talks about suicide. It talks about gang life. It talks about uh, infidelity. It talks about everything that I've ever experienced from the age of three years old that I remember. It talks you know childhood growing up. So anybody who's ever been through anything, it, it gives hope to understand that you can change your life anytime you want. And I've changed my life without God, and I've done great and successful things. And I've changed my life with God, and I'm now showing you even more great and successful things. So if you want to just change your life, read the book, and it'll literally show you that you can do it on your own by your own strength. Don't Do not get me wrong. You can do it. And then now I'm literally a live testimony every day growing and showing that God can help you change your life for anything better than you've ever done. You know, it, feel, it feels like, because I'm the same way, I felt like I was pretty good at some things I did when I didn't include God in my life. But it always felt like there was a cap. 
You know, yeah. like there's a limit yeah. on how successful I can be without God. The things I could do, the great things I could do, it felt like there was always a cap. But it feels like when you add God to the situation, it feels like there's no cap. Yeah. It's like, it's like, he's like, just like, let me take this cap off. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, yeah. versus like, I, I want to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can think or imagine. Yeah. And, and, and if you have a pretty good imagination, then you can activate some really good stuff through God in your life. So that's what I wanted to touch on. Like so many people get called by name in the Bible. And that was what I felt when I got called out at church. Cause I didn't know nobody. So when he said my name, he said, Dustin, and I, and I, now that I've read the Bible and I've seen where God's called Moses, yeah. you know, whatever, like when he calls on people, most people think that that's the day that you're li like, you know, uh, 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 David, he didn't become a king five minutes. No, he got sent back right. to the pastor. Yep. And the reason that is, is because he called on me and now we're in training day yep. and it's going through the mo and figuring yes. out what we need, changing your attitude, changing yep. your language, changing how you do things to get to what he has called you to. And so that's what I feel we've been doing and, and are continuing to do yeah. as, as we kind of come around here. You know, God does his part, but he definitely gives us a part to do. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it'd have been different if he did his part that night? Yeah. A week later you did your part. Yeah. By throwing all that stuff out. Yeah. If you hadn't thrown all that stuff out, what do you, what, what kind of trajectory you think you would have had? Slower. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like he, he was on my side and, and literally when we talk about all in, when we got baptized, we did a 21 day Daniel's fast, but in there, we also removed sex, drugs, alcohol, TV, music, and literally for 21 days, it was me, her, and, and Christian sermons on God. YouTube and God. Yeah. And so when from there, then it was just more of all in, all yeah. in, all yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know, and it just kept piling up. And so I, I, I think it would have just been slower. I think he was But there. eventually, eventually, Correct. he yeah. was going to force your hand. Correct. And you were going to do your part no matter yep, what. Yep, exactly. So better sooner than later. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so I hear so many people like, well, I think I hear God whisper. I'm like, well, then jump. Well, I don't know why. I just hold out. Like, no, he's trying to help you make this way faster and he, easier. He was whispering to me long before I got into prison. Yeah. And got locked up in solitary confinement. Yeah. It was there where he got all the noise out of the way. And yeah. all I could hear was him. Yeah. But he was talking to me for a long time. Yeah, and he is everybody listening he, to this, yes, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. So don't let the – if you follow the whisper, you won't have to endure the – As much struggle. The, <laughs> the, 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 the way he has to get your attention, you know, as time grows, if you ignore the whisper, the way he's going to have to get your attention is a lot more intense if you wait and you ignore it, and I'm proof of that. And yeah. so – uh, the podcast strength, strength through the struggle. struggle. Yep. Okay, uh, let's do it on everything. anybody any podcast uh, platform that they listen to? Yeah, Apple, Apple Spotify. Yeah, it's all up. Awesome. Um, we're gonna have. Uh, do you have a website for your jewelry? It is thetanyajohnson.com. Thetanyajohnson.com. Okay, and uh, and so we'll also have links to those links yep. to that on your show page. Do you have? You know, if you have any business links or if y'all want people to follow you on social media, we'll get all those links from y'all. Cool. Sure. And we'll put them on there. Yeah. And so uh, thank you guys so much. I think I asked all the questions I want to ask because cool. I wanted to ask about business, faith, podcast, the book, uh, marriage. We've talked about it all. And so if there's anything else you guys want to add, 
nothing. I think we I think we had a pretty good podcast. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank y'all so much for coming on. Thanks for, Thank having, you for us. having us. And uh and you know, maybe maybe down the road we'll do a we'll do an individual one, you know, and just get your story and in, in, in on there, you know, individuals. That's what I I like I like to do. Today was more about your love story and for your sure. marriage. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I'll bring guests back on. Um you know, on an individual basis and just focusing on one topic. Cool. So, uh, all right, well, we'll get some, Cindy, some book, some book, uh, some book business Yeah. and some jewelry business. I can't wait to check out the site and send it to my wife. Uh, she's probably going to be a, a, a client. So, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Thanks again for coming on. And, uh, we appreciate, appreciate all you do for the kingdom. Thank you for listening to God. Thank you for not giving up on each other. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us on. Yes. All right. And all the glory to God. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Okay, man, I, I just got some final thoughts. Uh, but, wow, what an interview. What an incredible couple. Uh, first of all, they were incredible before they met Christ. You know, they had their challenges, and they stuck together. Man, I, I've seen divorces take place over not being able to have kids hysterectomies, things like that. And they're, and they were in their twenties, they're young and they held it together. And I mean, their story is just so they went, the fact that they go all in and together at everything was just incredible. You know, um, the fact that prescription drugs, were, was one of the biggest issues at first. Yes, they drank, but, you know, before they met Christ, drinking wasn't, you know, really an issue to them. It wasn't anything that they had to consider whether it was right or wrong to do. But the prescription pills is what started it all off. I mean, down, down a downward spiral. So, first of all, listen, be careful with what you put in your body, even if it's prescribed to you. If you have to be on pain meds, just be careful. Be careful. Take into consideration that you could get addicted to it. Um, I love their story, how they met. You know, I think I'm falling in like with you. And she said, I'm falling in love with you. And, you know, how they, the way they tell the story, you could tell that they, they were in love from the beginning and they still are in love today. And even through those challenges, you know, she, the fact that she was willing to go through with that plan that they had to get his uh, intimate physical needs met showed the depth of her love. And in the end, it showed his love by being okay with her saying no. And, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded, you know, cause I know some, some, some guys that if they <laughs> suggested that they would be dead, <laughs> their wife would kill him. But Dustin and Tanya are just, one of the most incredible young couples I've met ever. And I've met a lot of young, incredible young couples. So uh, Dustin, at one point, you know, when he had that encounter with Pastor Keith at Elevate, he said what was offered to him was a new thing, something different. And he thought, okay, here's something that I haven't tried. I haven't gone all in for. I haven't ran 100 miles an hour towards Let's try this. And I'm telling you, when you when you try God 100%, you won't turn back. I mean, that was the conversation I had with God when I was in my, uh, my cell. 
you know, and, and, and God was like, okay, you know, you've tried me at 50%. You've tried me even at 99%, but you have never given me your all. And he was right. He was right. I've never given my all. And when I did, it was crazy. And I've never gone back. And Dustin said, he gave me something new to try. And I'd never tried it. I was tired of doing my thing because my thing got me nowhere. And I love Tanya, man. She just said, she, her, at one point, the priority was keeping us, uh, uh, the house sober and clean. And again, the way they do everything, you heard the story. And they go all in and they do it together. Um, I love how they got to travel together. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about in the podcast was um, that Tanya actually used to be a correction officer at a prison. It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty neat. I think she said for quite a while. And, uh, and then the other thing we didn't get to talk about was 75 hard. It's, it's a, it's a workout program. If you've never heard of it, look it up. Dustin's done it twice now. And that program by itself, it's, it's 75 days. That program itself, anybody who completes that should tell you something about them. And, um, but one of the things I, uh, the, the, my favorite thing I, that I heard from Dustin and Tanya was towards the end when they said they just want to be a, a, a reflection they want people to meet God through them without ever having to meet God face to face. And that, man, if that is your, when that's your goal, then yeah, you do begin to, to be careful of all the words that come out of your mouth, of everything that comes out of your mouth, because you want to be a blessing, not a cursing. And, uh, and, and it's obvious if you just, if you sit in a room and talk with them for five minutes, like I did, uh, or an hour, um, you, you can, you can feel that they are going all out for God with just as much intensity as they did with the pills, the bike riding, the honeymoon traveling, everything they, even the plan to get needs met was, was kind of a crazy all out plan, you know, but thank God for those pits in our stomachs. Thank God. And don't, don't discount those pits in your stomach. Listen, if you hear construction in the background, it's cause I'm we're at our new house and there's a lot of neighborhood construction and I don't have any soundproof stuff yet. So, and I don't, I'm not good enough to edit it out in post-production. So, but thank God for those pits in our stomach. Thank God for those, that extra fast heartbeat when something's not right. Pay attention to those because the Holy spirit will speak through that pit in your stomach. The Holy spirit will speak through your spouse who says, I don't think we should do this. Remember that. When, when, when your spouse says, I'm not sure we should do that. Don't discount that as something where she, he or she just doesn't like the idea. You never know. They may be, they may be hearing from the Holy Spirit. Um, Strength Through the Struggle. It's a podcast. Listen to the podcast. Get the book. I'm sure he's going to write another book too at some point. He's got to. If you're in the Frisco area and you want to get uh, into some, some really good shape, look him up at Mark Z Fitness. Uh, and then if you want jewelry, this jewelry is beautiful. I brought some, uh, I brought a pair home to my wife. It's beautiful peacock feathers and, uh, and, and leather. It's, it's beautiful. She does great work. So check them out Buy the book on Amazon. It's already, it's already been a number one bestseller. Um, but if this episode impacted your life, man, give us a, give us a shout, give us a text, email, let us know. So I can, I always forward. Uh, if somebody says this episode meant a lot to us, 
I always forward that to my guests. So I don't think that's something that everybody does, but I do it because I want people to know that their story impacted somebody's life. So if this story meant a lot to you, then um, let us know. And all you guys in prison, guys and gals, listen, if you're with somebody still and they stay with you, have patience with them. If they, if they haven't come to know the Lord the way you have in prison, have patience with them. Don't, don't, don't lose sight of what God wants you to do in your marriage. But um, thank you all for listening. Let's say a prayer for, uh, for Dustin and Tanya. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this episode. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the reach that we have in the prisons, jails, and, and, and beyond. Lord, we thank you for, for the encounter you had with Dustin that night at Elevate Life Church. We thank you for allowing him to hear Keith Craft speak at a mastermind. Most people don't invite pastors to preach at their mastermind, but you had Pastor Keith there at that mastermind. Dustin heard him and said, I got to go to that church. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for weaving all that together. And thank you for, for Tanya, who's just this wife who's like, I'm by your side. Lord, that's the way we're supposed to be with you. That's the way the Holy Spirit is with us. Lord, thank you for this kingdom power couple. And I just ask you to bless them, bless their their jewelry business, bless the fitness, bless the online fitness business, bless everything they do, the book sales, even the second book, and whatever else they plan on doing, Lord. I pray you bless it. Bless their future kids. Bless their little dog, Journey. They have a little dog named Journey. Bless him too, Lord. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be able to sit down and hear the story of your grace, love, and mercy regarding Dustin and Tanya. Give them everything they need for the next chapter in their life. Give them everything they need for their journey. Lord, we thank you for them. Lord, we lift up everybody listening to this podcast, and we ask you to bless them, meet them where they are, wherever they are. If they need a healing in their body, meet that need. If they need a financial breakthrough, meet that need. If they need a relational breakthrough, meet that need. If they just need a hug from you, meet that need. Thank you, Lord, for Background Check Podcast. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing for Forgiven Felons. Thank you for a building that we got coming soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. We're going to have, I think, one more love story next week to close out February. Uh, So stay tuned for that one. And y'all have a good week. And remember, your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.